Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to an impromptu Lawns Across America. What we're going to talk about today are robot mowers, uh, autonomous mowers. I wrote an article recently that I posted on Reddit that's garnered a lot of good feedback, a lot of good discussion, and uh, I was really happy with some of the things I learned. And uh, with that, I thought I wanted to put it on the podcast here. I want to get this message out to a larger audience. I want to create more discussion because I'm mainly doing market research. I want to know what you guys think. So let's start a discussion. If you're listening to this on YouTube, there's a way to comment. They're all in the show notes. If you're on an Apple podcast or somewhere like that, I'll leave in the show notes the Reddit post where you could leave some comments as well as a Facebook post if you want to leave comments there. Again, I'm monitoring all those to understand what you guys think. I believe you as my audience here, I think you're the future of robot mowers. I want to say before I read the article, and that's what I'm going to do, I'm just going to read the article word for word because, again, I want to convey the message here. But before I do that, if you are somebody that works for, owns, imports, uh, or a dealer for a robot mower company, you're looking to get it in this country, it's already here, you're a distributor, whatever you are, if you're somebody that's looking to get your technology out there in the wild and get feedback from it, but not only feedback, but feedback from somebody like me with a YouTube channel um, and a platform, I'm highly interested in talking to you because I want to start testing these things out. I would love to have three or four of y'all, five, 10 of you, however many there are, reach out to me. Let's get some demos on some lawns here in Florida. We're year round. We don't go dormant, so we can start this now. We can put it on low cut, zoysia, Bermuda, or St. Augustine grass, which I'm really, really interested in. And of course, I do want to do some on grass because I just do. And so what I'm trying to say is if you're one of those companies, I want you to listen first, though, to me reading this article. You got to make sure that you agree with my philosophy. You don't want to, you know, do it that way. So listen to what I'm saying. And if it resonates with you and you would like to get your robot mower out there, I'll leave my contact information below. So that's what we're looking for here. I'm going to go ahead and read my article now that I wrote on my predictions on the disruption that robot mowers are going to bring. As I'm writing this blog post, I'm here at the Equip Expo, GIE Expo, in Louisville, Kentucky. This is the largest equipment show in the country for the lawn and landscape industry, and I've been attending for the past five years. I come to meet up with friends, forge new partnerships with cool brands, and learn about emerging technologies with the lawn, within the lawn and landscape space. In recent years, though, most of the talk about the future of lawn care has been battery versus gas for outdoor power equipment. Analysts believe battery power will be the disruptor we see next in the lawn care industry. States are passing laws that only battery or electric equipment can be sold in the near future. Chapter 1. Battery tools have come a long way. Chances are you had some early battery tools as far back as 2004 or 2005. You probably remember being a little disappointed. However, battery technology and therefore the performance have improved greatly over the last decade. Battery-first brands like Ryobi and Ego, they dominate shelf space in Home Depot and Lowe's, and it's us homeowners who have been the early adopters. These days, many homeowners don't even include gas power in their consideration set. They just want battery from the start. And that's a trend change worth noting. And remember, it's DIYers homeowners who were and still are the early adopters and drivers of those trends. Next chapter, Equip Expo Trends. Now, I want to pause right here and make a distinction. This trade show, the Equip Expo, is not a show for DIYers like me. 100% of the purpose is to have a place where lawn and landscape contractors can come and see all of the outdoor power equipment, like hand tools, mowers, loaders, tractors, available, that's available to them from every brand, and they can even drive and test them. 
There are companies who specialize in safety gear and work boots and others who make racks for trailers or you could even get a full spray setup if you want to squirt your furt. You could also buy new software to run your routes and pick up additional business insurance while learning how to add Christmas light installation and snow plowing as a source of winter revenue. If you run a lawn or landscape maintenance or construction company and you have a need in your business, chances are there's going to be a vendor or two or three at this expo to meet that need. Next chapter, battery power goes from DIY to professional. Now, over the last several years, I've seen small battery-powered tools like string trimmers and blowers working their way into the Equip Expo show. Those old-school gas-powered brands like Steel and Echo, they've been developing and introducing new battery handheld equipment for several years now, and the performance is on par with gas equipment. I don't see this equipment on actual landscape trucks in the wild ever, but for sure battery tools are taking up more and more booth space at the Expo every season. I've also noticed walk-behind lawnmowers starting to get battery power for professionals, and then just last year in 2021, we started to see much larger prototype units powered by batteries. Giant zero-turns or stand-on mowers and even small tractors are being retrofitted with battery power plants. Now, there are two points I want to make here. First, I alluded to the first one earlier when I talked about not ever seeing battery tools on professional landscape trucks. Now, I travel quite a bit, and I always look for landscapers working because I like seeing what brands are on their trailers. Just like car people like to look at cool cars, I like to look at landscape setups across the country. I'm just a nerd that way. And I'm telling you that I never see battery-powered tools of any kind on these trailers. I can't even name one crew I've seen in a neighborhood or on the side of the highway or anywhere that was using battery-powered outdoor power tools. Secondly, do you know where I do see battery tools all the time? I see them in the hands of DIYers almost everywhere. Go out into your neighborhood on Saturday when all the DIYers are out, and you'll for sure see at least half or more using battery tools of some kind, especially if you're in your 30s and you live in a neighborhood full of young families. Battery tools will dominate, and that's a fact. So why did I mention all that? Next chapter, battery power is not the disruptor. Now, I mentioned that because while battery power is all the talk amongst the pros at the expo, there is a much bigger disruptor that has entered the space a bit under the radar. It is powered by batteries, but batteries are not the key focus of why it's going to force big change. I'm talking about autonomous mowers, or what I call robot mowers. My prediction is that autonomous robot mowers will be what disrupts the industry, not batteries. And it's going to happen over the next five years, making big battery zero turns or stand-ons obsolete before they even hit mass production. A robot mower looks and acts similar to a Roomba for the lawn. And when I tell you that, I bet most of you can picture it now. You've got that friend that has a robot vacuum for their house and they have a name for it like it's a pet and they love to show you how it won't suck up the cat's tail even when a cat runs right in front of it. The Roomba is a talking point for every new guest at their house. My friend Chris was just telling me today that his Roomba is named Rosie after the Jetsons robot maid. Chris is in his 60s. Here's the thing. A robot mower is much more than a Roomba outside. It's not just sucking up pet hair and dust. It's a precision tool that is managing a living and growing asset 24-7 on your behalf, even while you sleep. It's an advanced piece of technology that will one day be as familiar as your iPhone or Alexa device, and you'll have affection for it like you do your dog. Next chapter, robots appeal to everyday homeowners. Now, as a homeowner, you may love your lawn or you may despise it, but you still have to take care of it so your house doesn't look like it's in foreclosure. It requires specialty equipment that is properly adjusted and maintained in order to keep a lawn looking good. But above all, caring for a lawn takes time. 
People who don't like lawn care or don't have time, they hire a lawn service to do the mowing, trimming, and blowing, plus their cleanups. The robot mower can replace some of what a lawn service does currently, that being the mowing. And in fact, it can do a much better job mowing than a professional lawn company can. Next chapter, robot mowing is healthier for the turf. The robot mower does a better job mowing than the traditional lawn service because it can mow 24-7, which means the grass gets cut literally every day rather than every seven days. The result of this constant mowing is a much thicker, healthier lawn, which translates to fewer weeds. The more you mow, the healthier your lawn will grow is something I have taught you all for years. Plus, the lawn never looks overgrown or unkept, and instead it always looks fresh cut. The robot mower can also mow right after it rains. It's not going to leave skid marks or muddy ruts, and it doesn't get backed up during the busy season, and it never calls in sick. There is still some light work needed over and above just the mowing, though, but the mowing itself, that's the heaviest lift in my opinion. Now, I predict that one day very soon when a homeowner calls their local lawn service to get an estimate, they will get a quote for traditional lawn service, which is what you'd expect now, like a weekly mow, trim and blow, plus some landscape maintenance a couple times a year. But they'll also get a quote for hybrid lawn service, which includes the purchase or lease of a robot mower, installation of that mower, warranty and service to include monthly cleaning, blade changes and software updates. The hybrid service will not need mowing because obviously the robot does that, but it will need trimming and edging on a schedule. So the lawn service provider still gets on the property three to four times a month, but the time at each stop is cut down greatly and the equipment needed to complete each stop is lighter and easier to handle. Probably no trailer needed and therefore no expensive heavy truck to pull it. The skill set of the employee will also be different, kind of more of a tech job now than a labor job. And that, my friends, is disruption. Next chapter, why robot mowers are the disruptor. So I just gave you a scenario where homeowners who currently utilize a professional lawn service are going to very soon ask for a robot mower or what I call a hybrid lawn service option. That's a disruptor for sure, but to be clear, I'm not saying that it's going to put the lawn pros out of business or anything like that. Instead, it's going to allow them to offer more service options that make money without added labor costs. I mean, imagine if you no longer have to outfit your trucks with large format mowers and instead you just need hand tools and a few wrenches or nut drivers to service the robot. How many accounts can one worker now manage and what improvements in safety will come from that? What if you now can attract workers who like working with technology and enjoy dialing them in to mow the lawn perfectly? What if you bonus them on uptime to the point where they're pulling up their fleet every morning to see which units need attention first? Because there are going to be things that happen. Things do get stuck here and there, and they're going to need your help. We know that young people, they like to optimize their work. And these pieces of tech, they're open to that in many ways. Imagine your employee, you know, their first thing they do every morning is they survey their fleet on an app. They see who might be stuck in a hole somewhere. Text the customer. Hey, Mrs. Jones, it's Chet from Mobot HQ, and I see your unit. David Moey has gotten himself stuck in a hole in the backyard. I'll be out there to free him this morning, and I'll go ahead and make sure to clean him up so things look good for the weekend. That'd be a text you'd send to your customer. By the way, they named David Moey. That's what Brett Goodyear has named his robot mower. Now, in this scenario, you're not just looking for a laborer who's here to mow and weed whack. Instead, you're attracting people who like to manage technology grids and networks in the great outdoors. I'll bet in some markets, the demand for maintenance will be high enough that companies will pop up who only service robot mowers and landscapers will contract with them. Kind of like uh, guys who go around now and pick up and maintain those bird scooters you see like in downtown areas. I could see companies that uh, like that coming along to solve pain points with the automower networks too. 
I mean, disruption, it creates a lot of really interesting new businesses. There are also ways to make money on financing options for the units themselves, very similar to how dealerships offer financing for their business customers. But now instead, the landscaper himself may own the finance company. And don't forget, you do still need to be on the property every 10 days or so to trim the edges and service the unit. Maybe give it like a fresh skin that is festive for the holidays or if your customers name their unit, you apply a name badge to it. There are all kind of little extras you can do here to make this very sticky. And that's a key with technology is to make it sticky. Some of you, you might be laughing at my approach here and I totally understand that. But I also know there's some of you that are getting it and you're like, huh, I can see a lot of opportunity here and I can't wait to see what you do. Next chapter. The challenge, though, is adoption. Now, I've already mentioned that professional landscapers, for the most part, have not yet adopted battery technology as a viable alternative to gasoline outdoor power equipment. I believe the widespread adoption of robot mowers as a service alternative for landscapers is even further off. Once again, I believe it's going to be DIYers who pioneer this tech, and they're the ones that are going to grow the demand. The early adopters of the tech are going to be the folks that are currently in my audience. They're the crazies and the nuts the ones who like to have the greenest lawn on the block, but they're tired. You see, there's only so much you can do for so many years before you realize that the lawn is only going to get so green. And as your kids get older and start to have multiple sports games going on across town on Saturday and Sunday, and then college football and NFL start up, and your plans for fall are all gone now, and well, yeah, the lawn got away from you. But you still do want to have that beautiful lawn that you know you can have. And the robot mower is the perfect choice for you. As I mentioned above, it does the most important thing, the mowing. And because you have all of the other knowledge about furt and squirt and irrigation, you can easily find time for those small chores. Fertilizing takes, what, 10 minutes to squirt the brown juice? Always fun to do that. It's relaxing at sunset with a beer. You'll manage the edging and the weed whacking, even though you really don't like that part either, but the robot mower has solved the biggest of your problems. And in fact, you can mow lower than you ever thought possible. So now your Instagram photos, they all look new and fresh and different. And there are no stripes, just perfectly cut precision turf everywhere, nearly effortless. You guys and girls will be the ones to introduce this tech to the broader market, and they will be lucky to have you do it because you have the greenest, most beautiful lawns already. These robot mower companies, they should thank me for training you. Now, the robot mower brand or service that reaches my audience will get the attention and the eyeballs. The robot mower saves time and reduces pain while being cutting edge and cool all at the same time. Plus, it's a conversation starter both on and off the internet. And that is exactly what my audience love. It won't take long and the robot mower will become a beloved part of the family. It will also deliver results even while you're asleep. When friends and neighbors come over for a barbecue, everybody's going to stand around and talk about it. You'll set beers on its back while it mows and you'll step in front of it to see it in action. It will start to show up in all the Instagram shots. It's inevitable that we are becoming more and more connected to our machines, especially ones that make our lives easier and deliver a result that is better than what we can do ourselves. All of your neighbors are going to want one, but not all of these neighbors will want to mess with the setup. So they will just be calling their landscaper asking if he or she can do the install for them. Kind of like they call now and ask, hey, can you put in a fruit tree for me? Now, this audience and market segment also has money, so they're not going to be a collections nightmare. That's the start. The guy or gal who knows how to DIY really well, but needs more time. The robot mower will deliver incredible results and give back time. Next chapter, don't let the geek squad take over. This presents a huge opportunity for entrepreneurs who either sell robot mowers, install them, or service them. If you're smart in this business, you'll set yourself up now so when those calls start coming in, it's you who is driving them. 
Do you want Best Buy and the Geek Squad to corner the market on this technology, or do you want to keep it with the landscapers who have built it? Best Buy has done really well integrating with mobile phone companies over the years, and I can see robot mowers being sold like and thought of like mobile phones are today. The robot mower is just another device you replace every three to four years, and you do so through Best Buy and the Geek Squad. That's another thing to think about for sure, especially if you're someone who cares about the green industry and the professionals who earn a living from it. I'm trying to encourage you, the lawn professional, to get on board. Next chapter, not just professional lawn services. The lawn professional in the field is not the only one who is in for disruption here, though. The big equipment companies like Toro and John Deere, who have made a living selling zero turns and stand-ons for years, are also quite far off in their strategic thinking. I see battery-powered stand-on mowers for sale now, if you could even get one, for $25,000 when the comparable gas model is around $10,000. These are big investments into battery tech these companies are making when their battery hand tools are not even in wide circulation yet. If I were the CEO of one of these big, old, slow-moving equipment brands, I'd scrap all that big, giant battery strategy, and I'd go all in on small robot mowers for homes and businesses. Larger autonomous units, they also make sense for specialty work, but the lion's share of the market for robot mowers is in residential. That is where adoption will start and catch on quickly, much more quickly than the demand for a landscaper to be using a battery-powered zero turn. Next chapter, data-driven lawn care. I was watching a video about technology being used in farming to precision target weed infestation to reduce the use of chemicals. The unit also can fertilize crops. One thing we already know is that frequent mowing reduces weed pressure in the turf. Since the robot mower mows every day, it accomplishes this by default. But imagine if the next upgrade is a spray wand. And now your lawn specialist, he fills a reservoir on the unit and it sprays weed control only at night when no people are around. Could you see the value there? You must remember that your first cell phone, it didn't have a camera, right? It didn't have a color display either. It took time to get to where we are now. And one thing we know for sure is that once people put themselves into an ecosystem like Apple or Android, they don't like to change. The robot mower, it's that early cell phone. The brightest and most innovative companies will earn and keep the early market share. Now, you know how many sensors are inside your car you drive, right? Imagine if you had those thousands of robot mowers across the country. Those units are in direct contact with the ground and out in the air. So think about like weather and precipitation. And those all can be hooked into Wi-Fi and smart home devices too. Imagine the data you could gather and how that could be used for other things in and out of just lawn care. Next chapter, new young companies will be the real winners. My last prediction is about those who will grab the market first. On the manufacturing side, I believe the winner will be a company that isn't related to a current old school lawn company. I think the old school lawn companies who have been selling zero turns and standards to their professional lawn service customers for years will spend all their marketing money pushing giant battery powered standards and zero turns and will put in minimal effort when it comes to robots for residential lawns. They may have some of the best tech, but they won't put the marketing behind it to matter. Just like these old companies, they don't put much effort into residential and DIYers even now. They will do the same minimal effort with residential robot mowers. They will also make the mistake of thinking their robot mower will appeal to the everyday DIYer, but it won't. The idea of it will, but the barrier to entry will be the install. No matter how easy they think they can make it, that's what's going to sink them. There's a very small fraction of the market who will buy a robot mower and take the time to install it and hook it up properly. Those are the folks I mentioned above who are currently in my audience but need, the, need their time back. You remember them? they will go through the pain of the install because they already know the value the mower can bring because they are educated in lawn care basics. They know what frequent mowing can do because they cared enough to learn it. 
They also fertilize their lawns, so they are much greener than everyone else. A side bonus if it's your robot mower on the lawn that is taken care of by a DIYer who uses my fertilizers. Shameless plug, but you all know it's true. Now, like I said, these DIYers, they know the value, and so they're going to work through the pain of the install to get there. Most other DIYers, they will not make it that far. They will love the idea, but once they have to read any kind of instructions, it's over. From there, frustration will set in and the system will get hammered with negative reviews and that will end it. Think about this. Most people still require a technician to come out when they order new cable or internet providers, even though self-install is dead simple nowadays. No one wants to call a tech support either. The old school brands are going to make these mistakes. The winning manufacturer will be a new company that emerges, perhaps an import from Europe where robot mowers already dominate the market or maybe just an American-made startup will come to light. This new company will be a robot-first company that specializes only in the tech, so their resources are better focused on what matters. They will have better customer service for both their dealers and field users because of their singular focus. Now, on the maintenance side, I do believe that while it's early adopting DIYers that are going to push the demand and the cool factor, the lion's share of the market sits with everyone else. Robot mowers are going to appeal to anyone who currently pays a weekly lawn service. Be sure of that, but there is another audience that has yet to be tapped and they are going to love the robot mowers. Robot mowers will appeal to the DIYer who takes care of his own as a chore but doesn't like it. I call him the indifferent DIYer. This is your neighbor who scalps his lawn every weekend just kicking dust up everywhere. Depending where you live, 90% of your neighbors may be this guy. They slam it to the ground and they scalp it down every single week. It looks terrible and he has no idea. This is the indifferent DIYer and he's unreached. This guy isn't on YouTube or TikTok looking at lawn care videos about crabgrass and he doesn't give a crap about his neighbor that his neighbors have beautiful lawns all around him. He doesn't even notice it really. His mower is the cheapest thing he could find when he first bought the house and it gets the job done. He's never sharpened the blade. He's probably never even looked underneath the mower, ever. He has a weed whacker too. He uses it once a month when he can't stand it anymore. He uses the same weed whacker to edge the sidewalks, but he puts that off for six or even eight weeks. Then when he does finally use it to clean up the overgrowth on the sidewalks, it takes him literally all day to hack through the overgrowth. He despises this day of reckoning, but he knows he won't have to endure it again for at least another eight weeks or until the HOA sends him a letter. Now, he isn't getting any lawn care education at the big box store either. When this guy goes up to Lowe's, he parks far away from the lawn and garden side. Anything to do with the lawn, it just feels like swamp ass and shin splints. He only goes over there when he runs out of weed whacker string once every three years. Now, the indifferent DIYer, he mows the lawn because he has to. It makes the afternoon dip in his above ground pool a little bit more enjoyable. Once the early adopters get these things going out in the wild on actual lawns, he will notice and he's going to want one. For sure he will, because he will sit in the pool and stare at it, realizing that it just took away a major pain point for him. He doesn't care that the lawn looks better and gets mowed more often, so it has less weeds. He can't even tell the difference, really. All he knows is that now he doesn't have to get out there and scalp the shit out of the lawn every Sunday anymore. Instead, he drinks coffee and watches a robot do it. The robot is his friend. The indifferent DIYer is now hooked in like never before. His old push mower, it's on Craigslist for sure, and he's never changed the oil anyway. He's going to hire a service to install this mower for him. No way he will do it himself. Just like Empire Carpet changed the game for buy floor coverings inside your home, there will be a service reps carrying around robot mowers to the house. Maybe they will be sold like Kirby vacuums, and it will be a company like True Green who masters this part. I'm not sure, but somebody will. 
For sure though, whoever sells that robot to the indifferent DIYer and gets paid for the install now has the opportunity to upsell the weekly weed whacking and other small things that bring in recurring revenue. Winning the indifferent DIYer market is key. But don't forget, there are still those people who currently hire a lawn service to mow and blow each week for them. They too will want robot mowers as a service like I mentioned above, the hybrid service. This is really the exact same thing, but these folks are just used to seeing you at their house already weekly. They're really an easy sell. So if it goes away, I think the professional lawn service market will easily double over the next five to 10 years as a reaction to the growth and demand of robot mowers by current customers and the indifferent DIYer customer who will enter the market fresh. The opportunity is there and there are some already testing it out. But who am I? I'm just a guy on YouTube with a lot of opinions and a love for talking through them. At the end of the day, I may be right about some or none of my bold predictions here, but my hope is that it inspires some entrepreneurs to start thinking of the possibilities that this new tech holds for them and their customers. Let's create a discussion, and I'll see you in the lawn. All right, there you go. Boy, I didn't realize how long that was. I got dried out reading it. <laughs> so there you go. I would love to hear what you all think. Am I uh, onto something here? Or am I full of garbage? or somewhere in between. And again, if you are a robot manufacturer or distributor, you'd like to get your foot in the door somewhere. You'd like to have some feedback. You'd like to get your mower out there in the wild, maybe even get some videos made about it. Why don't you give me a call, put my contact info below, or uh, give me an email, and uh, let's see what we can do. So hope this hope this podcast has been interesting to y'all and uh, a little something different. Hope that uh, your fall is going well and some of you are still getting to be able to enjoy the mower. Also, I updated... Uh, a Florida lawn care video over on the Lawn Care Net channel. So go check that out. Gave some tips for Florida lawn care. So hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I'll see you in the lawn.